I would like to thank my sponsors, Maggie Flores with Southern Blues Boutique and Jessica Espinoza with Jessica's Crafty Creations. They both can do some very nice work. So y'all go like and follow their page and please support small businesses. Yo, yo, you there? Hello? What's going on, man? Nah, man. Slow motion. All right, man, we're going to get right into it. I want to welcome everybody to episode 33 of Levi's Youth Sports Talk. And today we got somebody from the Austin area. They went to, he went to Pflugerville High School, played football at Cisco Junior College. He's a former high school football, baseball, and softball coach, and now the coach of the 12U Lady Dukes National Dove. Want to welcome everybody, Chris Dove, to the show. Thank you, thank you, man. I appreciate you having me on today, man. Pleasure, pleasure getting on here and talking to you today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Man, we want to um want to start off. We want to talk about your upbringing and you know um what sports you played growing up and all that. Oh man, I came up, came up, man, playing soccer. <laughs> soccer. <laughs> Believe it or not, that was my first sport I played. Play was soccer. Um, I guess, and that might have helped me a lot. Um, but a lot of other sports, being able to play a sport with not using your hands. So I guess when I was able to use my hands, it just made me that much better of an athlete. Um, you take for granted what you don't have, you know what I'm saying? Until you, until you don't, you know what I'm saying? Until you can't use them. So uh, soccer, played a little football um, at high school, played a lot of baseball, um, ran track. Man, I, I played every sport, do everything I could. Mm-hmm. Um, coming up as well as in in high school, uh, played a little uh, college football, played a little college baseball. Um, so, you know, just tried to dabble in a lot of things. Okay. Okay. And um, so talk about, um, you know, you went the you went the JUCO route. Was that, was that by choice or, or, or what was the, the, what was behind going the JUCO route? Man, I think, I think back when I was coming, coming out like in 95, we didn't have all the social media, all the different stuff that they have now. So, so it might've been, been by choice, but it might've been from just lack of knowledge. Cause there was other schools out there. I think I just kind of ran with the pack. A couple homeboys are going. So I figured I'd go with them instead <laughs> of take the own way. So a lot of that might've been by choice, but a lot of that might've been default on the cool. Just, what my option was. I had another option in California, but I don't think I was ready to leave the state like that. So it was a good thing. Okay. Okay. And, and you think if, if you would have went out of state, would, would you been the same person you were staying in state? Probably would have, probably would have forced me to be a man a lot sooner. Um, I wouldn't have been able to fall back on my mom being three and a half hours away than if she was, if we were five or six states over. So, you know, hindsight 2020, the school that I was is known for putting out doctors and lawyers. So it was a real, one of the real smart schools. Again, it was, it was a great opportunity, but I think staying in state, staying in state, 
appreciate my mom and my family a little bit more. Okay. Okay. Um, so, um, you know, coaching, coaching the high school, you know, the different sports, uh, talk, talk about like, how, how did you get into high school sports, like coaching and stuff like that? Man, I started coaching at a, a private school out South regions, Regent school of Austin. Um, they don't have too many athletes um, as far as, you know, Division One athletes. Mm-hmm. Just a whole bunch of kids that just like to play the game. And believe it or not, man, they probably won the state championship or been in the state game probably five or six out of the seven years. They've probably been in the game or won the game. So yeah. uh, l- learning from them to be able to coach and be able to use your words and be able to – uh, to be able to do it without cussing, right? Because, again, it's a private school. So right. to do it without, without cussing and, and still be able to get your point across and, and actually do it with lesser athletes, right? Mm-hmm. So that right there kind of shaped me as a, as a coach, being able to do more with less and being able to get your point across without having to cuss, scream, and yell all the time. Okay. Okay. Um, so let's get into the, you know, the youth, the youth coaching, uh, thing, man. Um, first I wanted, you know, I wanted to ask, you know, going from a a small org to a bigger org and, and just explain the reason why you chose to go to the lady, the lady Dukes out of all the, you know, the different orgs. Cause you know, they got, they got a lot of different orgs out there. Just explain why you took, you know, the route to go, to go to the Dukes. Well, I mean, uh, I had a I had a I had a good friend of mine that was that was down here in Austin that was with the Dukes, and you know he kind of brought me on. I kind of done my research on it, um, looked up. I seen that it was that the head coach of Duke softball, uh, Coach Young, and her husband James Lamar actually actually founded the Dukes. Um, they're African American, so that kind of intrigued me being an African American coach because um, there's not too many of us out there um at any level um per se so seeing that and and just reading about it and seeing what they were about um just kind of interlocked with what I'm trying to do um down here in the Austin area so it just made sense if you were going to make a move to an organization that was bigger than yours that was nationally ranked that it it just felt like home felt like a good place for me and felt like a good place for my daughter and and the team that I had, I just thought that was the best fit overall at the time. And I don't regret that one bit. Okay. Okay. Um, man, just, just, just speak on, like you said, man, it's, it's not many black coaches out there and in, in, on any level and just, just speak on like being a, a minority coach and like, like, how is it? Man, it's, it's, you know, I can't speak for being nothing else because I all I've been is a minority coach. Um, but what I do know is 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 harder, um, regardless of anybody, what they want to say, how they want to say it. It's definitely difficult being a minority. I would say I would take it further as being an African American um, in in softball game because it's it's predominantly. Um, Caucasian and and Hispanics that 
that are in this game, right? Um, right. This is similar to when I was back in the day, back in the nineties, when 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 African Americans really started pushing for, um, and really started getting into it, um, until till they were able to, I guess, get it in the inner school, you know, it's in the inner neighborhood, and make it possible, right? Um, the only reason why I got in it is was to make it possible for the for the kids, for the African Americans that are in the inner cities to be able to play the game without having to be gouged for money. Um, that's the reason I got into it. Um, and, and because I'm a girl dad. Um, so that made it, that made it a lot easier and it's just difficult, man. You know what I'm saying? It, it's difficult because it's not about what, you know, it's about who, you know, Yeah, it's about who, you know, and you can know a lot in the world, but if you don't know, know the right people, then, you know, you just know a lot, but you don't have no connection. So finding feels, um, and I learned in business a long time ago, bad news travels fast. So if, if, if someone, if someone makes a, and it doesn't have to be true, right? But whatever they say about me seems like it sticks longer. If they say I did something, whether it's true or not, that's the talk, right? Mm -hmm. So it, 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 it's difficult, but again, I, I love the challenge. I love the challenge, man. It's 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 difficult, but you know, nothing in life that you want is ever easy. Right. If it's worth having. So I embrace the challenge, right? I it it's hard on the weekends, right? Being a minority. Super difficult, right? Being a being a big guy, you're automatically intimidating. You're automatically even if you're not trying to be, you're automatically. So you have to watch what you say, how you say it, right? Mm -hmm. So that's difficult, right? Being able to, to being able to get your point across when you know that what they're doing is not right. So I've learned just to let it go and just let my girls play the game. Let them play, right? Whatever's mm -hmm. going to be the outcome is going to be the outcome. I feel like my team, so regardless of what they call, you still got to throw the ball across the plate and you still got to hit the ball. So just, just continue to play ball. Now that's just my new motto. As I've gotten older, no, no point in arguing, fussing and fighting. Just go with the flow, man. It ain't worth it, but it's to your point. It's difficult all the way around, whether it's coaching, whether it's recruiting, whether it's uh, keeping kids, whatever the case may be, you know what I'm saying? It's difficult. Yeah, it's you know, and I and and I I get it, you know. You know, I mean, I'm a I'm a minority coach, but you know, like you said, you know, just I have a head coach that'll tell me, nope, leave it alone, leave it alone, you know, because because me, I, I like to ask a lot of whys too. I want to know, I want to know why, you know, so we can be like, you know, oh, he said this, but I have a coach that'll, you know, tell me to just leave it alone. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a, that's a thing. That's a good thing for me, at least. But man, nah, I, I mean, I mean, I feel you, man. And 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 like you said, you just gotta just let the girls play. If you like, you know your girls, you can do what they gonna do. So just hey, let them let them handle it, and and let them prove like hey, you you want to do that? So they they gonna show you on the field how it's done. Yeah, I mean that's to me. To me, it's it's. It's not about me. So, so right. I, 
there's no point in me having a spotlight on me. Um, the best thing I can do is just let the girls play. Um, the more I fuss and fight, they've already made the call. They're not going to change it. Right. So I'm not going to let it go and just continue to coach. And that's difficult at times. I'm not I'm not perfect on that, right? Sometimes I fall victim, right? But but at the end of the day, it's, it's purely off of passion and the love of the game and the love of my team more so than it is about anything else. Um, and that's where that's where I get that's where my name gets 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 twisted out there because from the outside looking in you don't know me and I don't I don't I don't seek friends at the softball field right um I'm not in this for friends I'm in this to get girls better and to help my daughter live her dream that's why I'm in it if I happen to make friends that's a good thing but I'm not I'm not looking to make friends I'm not seeking friendship you know what I mean so I mean I I think I think people get that twisted with with whatever they want to put in their head about me because I'm not seeking friendship and I'm not overly friendly. Right. That's just me. Right. I'm reserved to myself. Um, I believe I'm there on a mission. If I catch you at H-E-B or somewhere out in public, that might be different. Mm-hmm. In those fences, I'm on a mission. Right. I want to tell my girls to stay focused. Regardless of all their friends from other teams running around, they got to stay focused. So I got to stay focused as well. So they they might take that as he's arrogant or he's cocky or he thinks he's better. Neither. Just focused on the on the task at hand. That's all. Mm-hmm. Nice. And 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 and, and it's it's hard because you coach you coach your twenty tens or twenty elevens? Twenty elevens. Okay. So you got first year twelve you. So man, it's 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 a little difficult trying to trying to keep them girls focus especially on when you have a good break right yeah it is but even when you walk in the fence to play your game everybody know everybody so everybody's hey how you doing how you doing we got to stay focused yeah, yeah we got to ignore playing them. local too we got to ignore them. we got to ignore them and, and head to our field keep our mind on our task mm-hmm. no disrespect to anybody but there's a time and a place and right now we're in game mode so, yeah, people take that the wrong way, but that's how I am in real life. If I don't know you, I'm not overly friendly. That doesn't make me a mean person or a bad guy. That just doesn't make me a friendly guy. I'm not just super friendly. Like, hey, how you doing, to everybody? If I know you, I'm real friendly. If I don't know you, I'm, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, that could be taken the wrong way. You know what yeah. I mean? That could be taken the wrong way as, as being a bigger a bigger African-American guy. They could be taken the wrong way. They could be intimidating. Mm. Right? It's not. Yeah. Um, not so, yeah. That is what it is. Right. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, talk about the difference, you know, you have from, you know, coaching baseball to, to softball. I, I know it's like, you know, it's not much of a difference, but at the same time, it is different. Like, just just talk about like, did you have any struggles going from one to the other, or what? Yeah, man, I went, I went cold turkey. I was literally coaching high school varsity baseball at uh St. Dominic Savio, and and my oldest got slighted on All Star. She had made the team, then they revoted again. I ain't never heard of a revote, 
They revoted again, and I told them that, you know, I would coach because I was assistant coach, but I would coach if my daughter made the team. If my daughter didn't make the team, I wasn't going to coach. So whatever happened, they voted again, and she didn't make the team. So I didn't coach from that point on. I'm like, you know what? Enough of league ball. Let's do a select thing. So I went into it like that, and I, you know, I learned some of the rules. I learned a lot of that stuff on the fly. Now, I trained it as if it was baseball. You know what I mean? In the beginning, because that's all I knew. Okay. But but I had a I had a good friend, Joe Torres. Um, went to high school, you know, so I went to school with him, grew up with him, known him since third grade, right? His daughters are, one is playing at McNeese State and one is playing at Georgetown, just graduated, getting ready to go to Florida State. So, when I first got into the game, he had already been in it. So I just leaned on him mm-hmm. and just asked him, you know, hey, man, what about this? You know, and back in school, right, he wasn't that good at baseball, truthfully, right? Mm-hmm. But that has nothing to do with him being the coach he is now in softball. Yeah. Right? It has nothing to com- – com- absolutely nothing to do. Just because you can do it don't mean you can coach it. Right. So so he's he's one of the best in the area, if not one of the best. Right. Um, And I just I just leaned on him, bro. I just you know, everybody need a big brother in some things. Right. And I knew him as family. I spent the night with his house, went to Mexico with him. So we go back, back, back. Right. I just relied on him. You know what I mean? I just asked him. Situation, I asked him, Okay, what would you do? Don't mean I did. But I wanted somebody with with not. So that way I can figure out, okay, what to do. But he helped me with the rules. And then a lot of that is trial and error, right? You go out there and argue something and you're wrong. You don't know you're wrong because you don't know the rule. Well, when you go out there and argue it wrong, they're going to tell you that you're wrong. They're going to tell you how to argue it. So I learned, right? I learned. I'm still not a finished product. I'm far from finished. Far from finished. I'm still a sponge to this game. Still a sports yeah, that's, game, right? Yeah. That's, that's always a good thing, though. Yeah, that's Gotta always be. a good thing. Once you think you know it all, then, then that's when the problem going to start occurring. I can't tell my kids to seek to get better and seek development and grind in the offseason and grind when, when you, know, you know what I'm saying, when you're not in practice. But then I'm not trying to grind myself and, and be a better coach for them. It's got to work both ways. I can't ask them to grind, and then I just and and rest off what I know. So I, that's just me, right? I I just I'm constantly learning, constantly trying to develop, constantly trying to evolve as a coach, because you can't be the same coach year in and year out. You got to be a different coach for each team. Each team requires you to be different. So learning learning to do that is a is an art in itself, bro. Learning yeah. to adapt to your team and learning to 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 be the coach that they need. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's that's a good thing, you know. Like to to relate, you know, all players are different. So be able to being able to relate to each player is 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 really really difficult. Being as a coach, it is it is, but but it's it's only difficult if you're not in a relationship building business, mm-hmm. right? I build a personal relationship with each one of my kids, each one of them, right? So we, each one of them, 
I know what makes them tick. I know how to coach them. I know what to say to them. And, and that comes with time. I just happen to have these girls, some of these girls for two years, some of these girls I've had for a year. It takes me a while. I take the time to understand you as a person, right? I learned it at the private school. If, if a kid figure out, figures out that you love them, what mm-hmm. is you want on them? That you ask them to do, and they'll give you everything they got. No matter how you yell, how you scream, as long as they know you love them. If you just draw screaming all the time and they don't know how you feel, they take it as you don't like them or you grumpy or you mad all the time. Right? So that's another thing that gets me gets me labeled. Because people see me yelling at the girls and they feel like I'm being mean. I'm not being mean. There's not a now girl that I stare, you know what I'm saying, I yell at in the game that goes to the dugout and cries. Not one of them. Not one of them. Personal, they know it's I love them and I want the best for them. But if you're wrong, you're wrong. Somebody got to tell you you're wrong in this society. In this society nowadays, with our kids, right? We don't want them to be wrong. Everybody else wrong around them, but not them. It's accountability. It's accountability. I'm trying to teach life lessons. We just happen to be doing it doing this game of softball, man. Life. Life, life lessons. You know what I mean? What you put out is what you, you know what I'm saying? What you put out for this or what you put in is what you're going to get out of it. And they, they have to understand, understand that. But they have to be held accountable when they don't do what they're supposed to do. Period. 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 Some people might not like that. And it might rub people the wrong way. But... Either either I do it now or the world does it in about six or seven years. It's probably better that I do it now. And I try to help with these life lessons and teach these girls how to be accountable. But that's my whole mission on my team is accountability. Mm-hmm. Being accountable for your actions. If you're wrong, you're wrong. Admit when you're wrong and move on. Don't make excuses. Right. Yeah. Don't blame nobody. Don't point no fingers. Own what you own and let's move on. Period. Mm-hmm. So, again, that's a life lesson, though, bro. Teach my my kid, right? My kid needs to learn to move on from mistakes. Don't harp on it. But if you're wrong, kid, you're wrong. Let's not sugarcoat it. Wrong is wrong. That's not right. how this. Not how it is no more in the world. Always, you always know. I want to make my kid right, even when they're wrong. Sometimes they gotta be wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. No, nothing wrong with your kids sitting the bench. Nothing wrong with that. Right? There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with working for an opportunity and so the team hopping for the best opportunity you think is best. There's nothing wrong with working for what you want. But that's not how the society is. We're in the microwave society. Everything needs to be instant. If you're not instantly starting from the get-go, then let me go find another team. There's no more working working your way up the totem pole, trying to get better. Those days are gone. And and, and why why you why you think is that? Well, I think it's because there's a team. <laughs> right. Everybody. 
Everybody get mad because Johnny ain't getting the play. And or excuse me, Susie ain't getting the play, and then they go form a team. And then they go form a team. And and before you know it, Austin is Austin is actually one of the weakest markets in softball. People might want to argue with me, but I tell them like I tell anybody, argue with your mama, right? Because if you look at it, look at the look at the state championships Austin didn't have over the last 10, 12 years. It ain't too many. In softball, it's all Houston or Dallas. Yeah. The Valley and San Antonio. Austin's last. And it's because we're watered down. We're too small to have these many teams. But nobody wants to to fight to fight up that list. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nobody I know. wants to sit on the bench for a game or two. If they sit two games, oh man, the world is it, it, it's it's yeah, it's right? over. It's over, right? We need to find a team. We're we're calling somebody right now to find somebody. When most of the time the kid's not not unhappy, the kid oh, doesn't yeah. have a problem, right? Most of the time it's the parent. The kid's okay with it. But it's yeah. the microwave. It's the microwave society. So it, it ain't no one person or this person. It's is what the softball market is. I don't care if you're in Austin, Dallas, Houston. It's the same way, bro. It, it don't matter what state you're in. It's the same way. People are looking for the instant thing. They'd rather go start over here on a team that doesn't win than than grind over here on a team that's competitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they don't. They want to compete, but they don't want to compete. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they want to play. Yeah, they down with playing, but they, you know, if, if it comes down to it and, and like you said, little Susie ain't in the game, then now it's like, crap, all this we done. But, hey, today, today, um, Kim, Kim played harder than you today. So we got to use her instead of you, Susie. Like, I mean, sometimes that's, that happens and, and parents just have to see it like it's you know it's it is sometimes your kid is, is is not ready for the moment you know and and the other kid is ready right at this moment so it's just they got to they have to see it from the kid's point of view and not from a parent's point of view on the other side of the fence they do and they got to see it from a team's point of view right yep. so personal point of view right everybody wants their kid to play i understand that but only nine girls can play, and there's 13. So, I mean, there's four girls that might not play. But as you get older, rosters get bigger, but the spots still stay the same, nine. Yep. You know what I mean? But rosters get bigger. When you get in college, there's 32 girls. <laughs> 34, and only nine, and still only nine play. You know what I mean? So it, it, you need to learn how to sit the bitch. You need to learn how to, how to fight for what you – for what you want. Because at some point in your life, you're going to have to fight for it. For At some point in your life, you're going to have to fight for it. I don't know when. Maybe not 12U. Maybe not 14U. Maybe 16U. You got to fight for it. And if you don't know, that's when the competition and everything will eat you up. Mm-hmm. Right? Because there's other people that are grinding just like you. Yeah. Right? There's other girls on your team working just like you. They deserve the same opportunity. If you're struggling, they should get a chance. 
That's why they're on the bench. They get opportunities. Mm-hmm. So I feel like parents forget about that. And they forget about the, you know what I'm saying, the chemistry and all that good stuff that goes along with the team. I think they get along, you know what I'm saying? And again, I'm a parent too, so I know how it is. Right? Yeah, exactly. I know how it is. I want my kid to play. I want them to shine. I want them to get some of the some of the love that everybody else is getting. I do. I understand that. But I'm I'm also cut from a different cloth. And I want my daughter to play on a team where she's not the best kid, where there's kids better than her. And I want to play in tournaments where teams are better than us. Right. And and we got to step our game up and compete. I want to play where some of the some of what they call the best teams in the country are at. I want to play there. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not saying we're gonna win there. I'm not but I want to go compete there. I want to see what those what those girls are like, what those right. teams are like. I yeah, see, what, what well, do we, they do, right? Yeah. What are they doing, right? What's so great about them? Everyone's talking about them. Can we play them? Let's see. <laughs> right? The only way to be the best is, to, you know what I'm saying, play the best and beat the best. Mm-hmm. Right? I learned that from my from my friend Joe Torres. He that That's his motto. So I feel like competition, competition, competition. Where is the competition at? I want to go compete. I'm not worried about my win and loss record. I'm worried about going and competing and playing the best and getting my girls ready for when it's prime time, 14, 16 you. Right? So, yeah, we travel. Louisiana, Oklahoma, Arkansas. Yeah, we travel. We highway and we're gonna go try to play the best right mm-hmm. wherever that is let's go that's yeah. just my feeling not everybody feels that same way somebody won't so they're gonna stay here in austin area in, in san antonio and just beat up on people this area huh. mm-hmm. that yeah. might be fun that might be fun to some yeah to some that they ain't they they plan for the right now that's all that is and i'm not yeah, I got man. some of those. Over the last couple of years, we didn't won 13, 14 events. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. We can stay local and probably win more events. Right. But, but what's going to prove? You're not proving that. You're not, you, well, you're proving something, but you're not helping your girls out. If, I'm not helping them. Winning, yeah, if you're just winning and winning and winning, then shucks, you you good. You don't, what you need to work on if you're winning. You win. you take that L, then it's like, oh crap, what do we do now? You know? When you play somebody that's good, mm-hmm. that's really good. Because keep in mind, to me, Austin is one of the weakest markets. So if you win it in Austin, that don't mean nothing. Can you go to Dallas and Houston and win? Yeah. You know what I mean? So to me, winning in Austin is is what it is. I'm going to pay $200 for a tournament here in Austin. I'm going to pay the same amount for a tournament in Houston with, with more competition and teams that I don't see every week. I don't want to play the same teams every other week. That's the truth. At a different location? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, you can scrimmage them and be all right. On Come on, practice. man. I'm going to the same location where I can just scrimmage them on a Sunday. We can do a round robin and save ourselves money. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I agree. I agree. Um, hey, man, you know, so let's talk about, uh, you know, getting to the youth softball. You've been coaching for, for, for 10 years now. Um you know, I'm assuming you got in. You got into it 
like with your with your daughter, but at, at what age did she start playing? My oldest started playing when she was ten. She's uh she's nineteen now. Well, well, I take that back. Started playing select when she was ten. She started playing when she was six. Okay. But she started playing select when she was nine, by nine and a half. And I've been doing it ever since then. Now I'm on my second one. My second one's eleven now. So you know what I'm saying. I got into it for her. Otherwise, I was I was baseball, football, right? I was, you know, I just happened to have girls. Mm-hmm. So at some point, I had to transition to girl sports. Can't just continue to coach football and all that other stuff and not and not develop my. Best. That was my thought, right? Okay. Right. Pay somebody else to do what I know what I've done before. So mm. I just figured I'd I'd make that my full time my full time sport would be softball and whatever sport they play, basketball, football, whatever it is they play, I'm a I'm a girl's dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey, I got two, so I feel you and same way. I mean I, I didn't really coach the younger ones, I'm not, you know, I'm not in there. I don't have no baseball, softball background, none of that. But I, I well, one thing I am, man, I'm a cold eight year pitcher, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Boy, I'm a cold coach pitcher. Hey, hey, you know what I mean? I know one thing about me, man, I know, I know my boundaries. You know what I mean? I can, I ain't never, I don't ever see myself having no, no softball team of with my name on it. I don't, that's something. That's that's one thing that will never happen. But I can be a really good assistant coach. I'm, I, I soak it in, and I'm learning a lot from the game. And so, as as an assistant coach, I think that's my job right there. You know, but some people that's really good assistant coaches think they had coaches, and it's like now that's when you know the problems start. And I think that's how, why we got so many teams around here now. It is. It is. Right. And 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 it's and it's always the point of somebody not getting the playing time or or you know what I mean? So I, I feel like at the end of the day, I when I first got into this, it wasn't that many teams. So so you had to grind it out. You know what I mean? You had to stick in there. Right. You had to fight. Right. I, I, I just wish you'd go back to that where where uh, parents would would stick it in and not and not base how good a situation is based off of playing time. Because you can be in a really good situation and your kid just might be a late bloomer. Right. Yep. Right. But you got to look at the overall situation, what the coach is bringing, what the kids are bringing, what the schedule is bringing, and what the plan is for the team. All that matters. Mm-hmm. Right. Playing time doesn't matter right now. Yeah, you might say, "Well, I'm traveling all around the globe, and my kids not getting to play." Yeah, but there's there's three other girls that that have the same situation as you. So it it it's you know, it, and I understand that because I'm paying too. Right. So, so I do understand that. I do understand that. But that's the cost of being on a travel team that's that's actually uh-huh. traveling. Cause you never know what weekend might be your kid's weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You never right? know. But that's part of a team. If it's not your weekend, you wait on your chance. You're going to get your chance. Just be patient. Yeah. And yeah, that's it. And the kids, like you said earlier, the kids patient kids. Okay. They fine with it. Like you said, it's, it's the parents, you know, but 
I don't think it's ever going to change. Softball is going to be the same way until these parents, you know, figure out, like, hey, if you want to, you know, league ball is league ball and all that, you know, but if you, when you step into the select world, man, if if it don't keep getting watered down like it's, it's starting to get, it's, it, it's a whole it's a whole another world over there. It is, man. It, it is, but, it, you know, that's in every sport, right? That's in youth football. You see it on TV, youth football. This happens in baseball. It happens in basketball. It's 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 now now the parents have a lot more say so in travel sports than they did. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that's good or bad. I don't know, right? I just know the difference than it was. You know, what I'm saying how it's changed in ten years. Yeah. So um, again, I say that, but the state of softball is in a great place right now. Right, the state of softball is in a really, 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 really good place, and it's in a really good place in Austin, regardless of all the. It's in a really good place, right? It's in a better place now than it was, right? So I can't. I don't want to make it seem like I'm saying that everything is bad because softball is really doing well in this area. It is. It's really doing well for the Central Texas area, for for Austin and the surrounding cities. It's really producing some really good players. Across the board, getting to see players from this local area going to some of the bigger schools, that's exciting, right? It's exciting for the younger girls, even Mm -hmm. in. I mean, but you're in San Antonio, so that's been happening. It's nothing new to you, you know. But but seeing that in your local city is good, right? Mm -hmm. Girls that I used to coach back when they were ten, you graduating this year, seeing them go off to school. Right. I mean, I've done more than 12 you. I've done 18 you. I've done all of that. I've done the whole gambit. So I've seen it. That's why this time I'm going to do it different. Right. Hey, the first time I was trophy chase. Worried about how many wins I get, how many. How I can flood Facebook with my face and my team with winning. But. I mean, most of those trophies brought into the good world now. But what you can't take is this competition that these girls are getting and going to these bigger tournaments and playing in these bigger events, the memories they'll have. Not the wins and losses. They won't remember them 10 years from now. They'll remember that trip to Louisiana. They'll remember that trip here. They'll remember that trip here, right? They won't remember the wins, they'll the trips. They'll remember mm-hmm. the fun. They'll remember the life lessons they learned, right? I mean, I still have girls that's that's two years in college that still text me. Right. I coach AAU basketball. Um back in the day. I coached John Henson. Um, I coached Corey Jefferson. I coach a lot of cats from this local area. They're 33, 34 now. I still get invited to the weddings and things like that. So to me, it's deeper than just softball, right? right? It's about relationships, right? Mm-hmm. When these kids get older and they get married, I expect to get a invitation. You know what I'm saying? Lord willing, I'm still here. I expect to get an invitation. That's the kind of relationship I want to build, right? If they leave my team and go somewhere else, I tell them that it's still love, right? It's never mm-hmm. going to be, well, you left my team, so now I don't talk to you. It's not like that. I'm not that type of person. Mm-hmm. They got him. Oh. <laughs> it's love, right? I, I, ne- I never understand that part. 
Why they get? Yeah, when you when you go to and a they different. They don't want to talk to you no more. Some in. That's hey, that's. It's okay. Oh you know, yeah, I think it, I, I, I when when it first because you know it didn't happen to me, me and my wife in 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 um in the past, but I we like we learned it to just it is what it is, man. I don't I don't really care. I'm like I'm gonna do what what's best for my kids and. Any other way, I mean, if you got any questions, I mean, it, I, I'm not hard to get in touch with. My number all on social media and all that, you know, so. But that's a whole nother story. <laughs> yeah. But you learn, you know what I'm saying? You learn, you know, you don't learn how yeah, to handle situations to. until you've been in a situation before. can no one tell you what you're doing wrong, right? It's right spot yeah doing what's best for your kid right you know right at the end of the day that's all i say for any parent just yeah. be respectful right just make sure you let me know because you never know you have to cross this bridge yeah you never know bro austin is small san antonio is small yeah you can't burn your bridges so so don't burn a bridge don't don't walk around like. I mean, when we get on the field, we're enemies, but off the field, it's love. Yeah, it's, it's love, man. Love. It, it's got to be like that, right? Up. Hey, these kids can't yeah. can't walk around mad at a coach because you don't play for them no more because, right? That's yeah, um, yeah. Uh, um, That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it shouldn't be a fight and an argument, and and a, and a misunderstanding because you don't play with anybody. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I agree. I agree with that one hundred percent, for real. Um, hey, so you know, um, talk about you know how 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 big like development is more than just going out there and get getting the best player in in the city you know how big you are on on you know i i take these two girls right here because i see the potential in them then going for the girl that have all the talent already well you know that goes back that circles back around to your first question about being a minority coach right i usually don't get the pick of the litter you know what i mean I usually get what I get. So development is huge for me. It's not about where you are. It's where where you want to be. And I feel like at 9 or 10 or 11, right, there's still clay. You can still develop that mm-hmm. if you had a patience, right, and if you know how. So well, I'd rather take a kid here that's an athlete then that's that's played softball a little bit, understands it, knows the fundamentals. Come from a good family, then take a kid who's already there, who's who who families think that she's what she she's more than what she is. Mm-hmm. I take that kid right there, the other kid. Right? Because that kid first of all, I figured this out, athletes 
athletes catch on catch on to this game a lot quicker than non-athletes. Like the transformation is really quick. So development to me is, I mean, I'm probably the only coach in the area who who fully trains the body, like with dumbbells, right, medicine balls, plow boxes, right, uh, uh, ladders, right. We're doing all of that weekly, right. We lift weights weekly, mm-hmm. right. So I, yeah. I believe in getting bigger, stronger, faster. It goes back to my private school days. Right. I believe whatever I have, whatever girls I have, I need to make them as strong as I can and as fast as they as fast as they can be. Not as fast as I want them to be, but as fast as they can be. And then let's go play ball. Mm-hmm. Right. Let me teach you the fundamentals. Let me teach you the basics. We're going to lose some games, but we're going to learn knowledge of this game and we're going to get better at this development. Development over W's all day, every day, all day, every day, twice on Sunday. That's the most important thing in this, right? W's will come. Development is key. Key. It's key to longevity, right? To longevity in W's, right? I know your daughter's team is pretty good now, mm-hmm. but that's because they developed. And now in this longevity, it's coming. stage where you have to learn you have to take your lumps and you have to do with them but you got to have a vision right you got to have a vision on where you want to go that's that's the whole part of development if you don't know what you're developing for then how can you develop Mm -hmm. gotta see something i gotta look at your daughter and say okay she doesn't swing the bat that good but she's really fast right she's not as scared of the ball and she has a pretty good arm okay we can work with that we can work with that at, at 10 and 11, you can work with that. When you get to 14, yeah. you can't. it's too late by 14, right? You you can't develop a kid in select ball in 14. By that time, I'm sorry, it's a little late. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it can't happen, mm-hmm. but it's, it's a lot more difficult than it is at 12 years. So mm-hmm. to answer your question, man, development is is – is the number one thing, but some people are afraid of development because they don't want to sacrifice wins for development. Sometimes you got to take a step back to take two steps forward. Mm, right. Oh I yeah. Believe that. I believe that. And I believe that in how I coach. Everything is slow. We got to understand what we're doing before we can move forward. Mm-hmm. Right. We can't worry about, uh, turning two or 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 worried about that till we can get the till we can fill the ball and throw it to one. Let's develop that first before we start trying to turn two. I see a lot of teams working on turning two when they struggle with getting one. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Are you developing or are you trying to do something nice, trying to look cute? Yeah. Let's develop. Right? Developing is smart. It's key. It's key to longevity with success is developing them. So putting a foundation down. Some of the best houses come with some of the best foundations. That helps the longevity of it is having a base, having a foundation, a strong foundation of development. So just key, man. Key. Super key. Gotcha. Gotcha. I agree with that, man. So um, 
I want to talk about uh, like like your pitch rotation. Like you know, you you going you going into these. You know, you like you said, you like to play in a lot of the lot of the big tournaments, man. Like so, so how how do you go about from pool games to bracket games? I don't know if you got pool pitches and bracket pitches and all that. Like, how do you do your your pitch rotation? Man, it becomes it becomes difficult because I got I got five or six pitchers. So it becomes right to try to get everybody in when we're playing a, a tournament where it's not seated pool, then I'm going to get some of my pitchers who don't get to pitch a lot. I'm going to get them a lot of innings, but okay. if it's seated pool or it's automatic bracket to start, mm-hmm. then I'm playing my best nine, right? I'm playing probably out of probably three. I probably got a three pitch rotation in bracket three pitchers that I roll with that I feel comfortable with either one of them pitching. And I, sometimes I have the luxury of rotating, but it's been times when I only have one and I roll with that one all day, every day. Right. And sometimes it's a feel. If she just dominated a team, I might want to roll back with her again. See if she got some more. So, you know, to answer your question, the rotation is, it's difficult. But sometimes you got to just go with your gut and go with who's throwing strikes. Gotcha. Yeah, that's that's one thing I, it looked like to me is it it can be you know pretty pretty hard, especially like you said if you got if you got good pitches and it's like crap, you know I I'm just glad that that ain't gonna be nothing I have to deal with. <laughs> Man, that's, <laughs> but that's a good problem. You know what I'm saying? Having having a lot of pitchers right. and not getting them pitching time is is better than not having enough pitchers and and over pitching your pitchers. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's kind of it's kind of a blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. So you know, like what what what's your what's your pep talk to your to your teams when y'all when y'all going into those big turners, man? How, how how do you keep them keep them keep them focused? Like you know, like you said, you like to let them know, like, hey, we here. You know, we here to handle business. You know, like like what what's your pep talk to your team before going into the big tournament? Man, when I first started out, everything the bigger the event, the bigger the game. I used to change up who I was. I've learned now to do is just keep it even killed, right? And and talk about who we are, right? Don't don't talk about who the opponent is. It's us against us, right? Mm-hmm. We're playing against ourselves. Let's go out there. Let's have some fun, right? It, it's all about the fun and the energy. I feel like it's like that. When you're coaching boys, right? It it's 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 more so the energy and the fun. Girls get emotional, right? So they got to continue, continue to have fun and, and bring energy and, and and just play for each other, right? Just play for each other and and enjoy your success, right? I always tell them all the time: softball is a failure sport. Hitting, you can be a failure seventy percent of the time and still bat three hundred, right? And and still be an all American, right? So seventy percent of the time. You're going to fail. So that 30% of the time you have success, why not enjoy it? 
Why not do a dance when you get a hit? Mm -hmm. Why not throw your hands up in there? Why not celebrate when you you throw a strike? Why not? Because, go ahead. I know what I'm saying. That's that's what I like to see. I like to see when when they start showing, you know, emotions. I know, you know, some of the younger girls, they just like, well, it is what it is, right? But, you know, once they get to that age, when they start, cheering and stomping and all that like it's, it just makes the game more exciting than it already is man it, it it's fun when you when you stop being selfish about what you're doing and give yourself up for the team if I'm playing right I just want Mm-hmm. Made it. Lesson is, it's not about if I shine. It's about if we shine. That's more important than if I shine. Once a kid gets that, then they got it for life, man. They understand it now. And they understand it because it's no different when you're married, right? It's a team. We gotta win, not me, not her, not my wife. We gotta win together. Learning how to, I mean, sports set you up for everything you do in life, man. I, I truly believe that. And, and I truly believe sports, for me, as a coach, is always for me to, for me to, you know what I'm saying, disciple kids and, 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 and also teach them life lessons, man. Because behind every every mistake they make on the field, there's a life lesson behind them. Believe it or not. So it's not just X or O. It's a life lesson, right? Why didn't that happen? Right, it's probably something where you're not working hard, you're not believing in your coaching, you're not believing in yourself. Something of that is is a life lesson. Every mistake is a life lesson. It's a teaching moment. If you allow it to be, right? If you allow it to be. So that's just you know, that's that's key to what you're saying. Everything they do, trying to do what society do and keep them from making mistakes. Let them make the mistakes and then teach them from there. Instead of trying to make them, instead of trying to be so trying to overcoach and make sure they don't make a mistake, you end up overcoaching. And now they're scared to make Make a mistake. Yep. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Let's just ball out. If you make a mistake, you make a mistake. We'll yeah. deal with that later. Exactly. But let's not worry about you making a mistake and that's keeping you from balling out. Yeah. And and like me coaching first year eight you is is not not difficult because you know, like we 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 let them know head way ahead of time, you know, like hey, mistakes gonna happen. You gotta realize you seven and eight, you know, so your parents make mistakes, you gonna make a mistake. You know, and then our little team, our little AU team, they 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 coming around real strong. Be a first year, you know, like we 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 be ball like you said, they ball out. They go out there and then they give it all they got, and we tell them, hey, we gonna live with the results, wins or losses, as long as you give us give it your all. That's all it's about, man. It's about it's about giving one ten, having fun, and and bringing energy. Mm-hmm. That's do those three things and to live with the results of the game. Right. 
Hey, um, so so you know you uh coaching coaching at a private school, do you do you think that that helped you as being the coach you are today? Man, definitely, man. Definitely, man. I had a I had a great mentor, man, Beck Brighton at Regis, man. Uh I actually worked with him at a at a, a telemarketing place. He was my manager. And I seen his name one time and I put in for the job and he actually got me a job, man. He he taught me how to be a coach, man. He taught me how to dress professional, how to dress professional, right? How to how to look to how to look like a coach. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um so he taught me everything, man. He taught me everything, man. He, and it was it had nothing to do with football and all to do with with uh coaching. Right? That's like 2005, 2006, right? I might have been 26, 27. Right? That was my first job, right? I I never went middle school. I I used to do a lot of little league for like 7 or 8 years winning the championships around here. And I finally went there, right? Coach running backs, coached everything. But it taught me how to do a lot with a little, yeah. right? None of those guys ran 4'6", bro. 4'7", four, 4'8". We got people that would be uh, skilled position at other schools, but they're linemen for us. So- and we're playing teams that is way bigger than us, 6'3", 240, 250. <laughs> we don't have nobody that that big, but we still beating them. Mm-hmm. Running them out the, uh, you know what I'm saying, running them off the field. It's because they learn. First, they got bigger, stronger, and faster. So that's why I implement the, the weights and the plyo box, right? Believe that. I believe in getting getting the getting in shape girls lose weight when they come over here and they get into good shape i believe that's the key to playing at your maximum capability is being in your best shape mm-hmm. right yeah them days be long at them fields 12 13 hours man <laughs> well, well i mean let me ask you this how good of a player are you when you're in possible you're oh, a lot better you, player you than me. Not in good shape. Yeah. Oh, Let's yeah. Get them in shape. I mean, we're working out. We started out in dumbbells with fives. Most of the girls now are repping eights and tens. Right? Mm-hmm. I know some I know some guys in in high school that ain't doing tens. <laughs> right? I got I got a bunch of sixth grade girls doing that. So, so it's just about getting stronger, man. It's about, it's about developing. It's about, it's about making you an athlete. I believe in developing an athlete that happens to play. So instead of. What's, what's, what's something you can do to make you a better coach? Stay, stay open to to constructive criticism from my peers, mm-hmm. and and seek knowledge. Seek knowledge from from people, whether they're been in the game longer, but just seek knowledge, right? 
I hope I hope the Lord allows me and you know gives me the guidance to continue to seek to seek you know how to be a better coach how to be able to develop these kids better right I want to I want to I want to be the best so in order to be the best right you got to take from other people you you can't be afraid of someone to critique you can't take it personal as hard as that might sound mm-hmm. as hard as that might sound man so that's just what I feel like I have to do to continue to be a better coach is is be humble for one be humble and 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 continue to be a sponge. Mm-hmm. I can learn something from you. Yeah. Right? Regardless of how long you've been in the game, I can still learn something from you. You might tell me something, and you just said a few things that I put in my clipboard. Mm-hmm. Right? I just throw it away. I mean, I might use that later. You know what I mean? So, again, man, it's just, I guess, some some coaches get to a point to where they think they know everything and they think they're better than everybody. Right. I don't yeah. want to be that guy, man. I want to be that guy that 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 that's able to admit when he's wrong and is able to seek the right way for my girls. It's, it's not for me. Right. If I'm wrong on something, let me find the right way mm-hmm. so I can teach them. Yeah, exactly. That's the main thing. That's the main thing right there, because, I mean, you don't want to you don't want to teach them the, the wrong thing. Then they get right, as they get old and they get get to them different coaches, you know, and it's like, hey, who taught you this? Yeah. And now they, they got to yeah. tell them who taught them. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I, I don't want to teach them wrong and set them back, mm-hmm. right? So so even if I don't know, I'm going to go seek that answer. So that way I can make sure that I'm teaching them and telling them right, right? It, you got to check your ego. Yeah. And a lot of people are, are afraid to check their ego. Right. I don't I don't care about the wins. I don't care when they win. I don't post on Facebook. You'll never see me post on Facebook. Oh, man, we won this trophy. We won this. I'll post every now and then where we're going. Mm. Right. Getting in some of these bigger events, getting some of these invites into some of these bigger events. I'll post that. But I'm not going to go in there and post. You know what I mean? We won this event. We we did. I'm not going to do that, man. I'm not going to do that, man. I, I just. I don't know, man. Hey, I probably forget most of the time. <laughs> he said, and I probably forget. <laughs> I forget, man, because, because we win. And when we lose, right, we we expect to win every tournament. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, of course. Right? That's our, our mindset is we think we're going to win every tournament. So when we don't, we're upset. But we know we're going to tournaments to where if we don't win that tournament, we feel better walking out of there than than playing local and winning. Mm-hmm. Crazy as that might sound, man. No, I know exactly what you mean. Trust me. So I know exactly what you mean. So I mean, when we win, like Louisiana, we took fifth place. I didn't. And that uh, what was that Louisiana tournament? I think y'all ran it too. Yeah, the Super Elite. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. We took fifth place. And the team that won it, we beat them in pool. Mm-hmm. See the pool, we beat them two to nothing. I think they ranked number four in the USA. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I didn't go in there blessing that. 
we beat Fifth. No point. We we took fifth in Louisiana, right? I don't need to put all the receipts out there because it's not about <laughs> me. It's not about me. I'll let the parents post their receipts. You know what I'm saying? It's not about me. No, oh, yeah. It's not about mm-hmm. me. I don't want it to make parents it gonna post. It. They gonna post it, and then I'm just gonna go like yeah. it and tag underneath them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't have to go out there and say, "Well, we did this and we come on, man." I now I'm making it about Chris Dove. It ain't about Chris Dove. It's about them girls. Them girls went out there and balled. They went out there and did this, not me. Mm-hmm. I just happened to be in third base. You know what I'm saying? Calling the calling the pitches and and calling the plays on offense. That's it. Mm-hmm. But they got to execute, so it's yeah. not me. Yeah. Yeah, that's that, and and that's the one thing that I always, you know, that kill me when when coaches get fired. And this, you know, speaking for the upper levels and stuff, but when is it the coach fault? You know, like the coach not playing, the coach called the plays that he won't, but you know, like it's, it's yeah. the players you have, you know, like but, you got but, the coach got they they job, the coach do their job, and the players have to play and execute. But it go back to what you said earlier, that foundation and that culture that you build. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sometimes you build that culture and you see it in some of these softball programs. Hell, I see it in your girls. I've seen your team play before, that that 2020 play mm-hmm. um, before. I think we played y'all when I was glory at a 10U tournament out in Katy. Oh, okay. I think we played y'all. Y'all got a lot of, uh, y'all got, a, you know what I'm saying, a couple of lefties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember playing y'all, you know what I'm saying? So I know y'all are, are, are yeah. right? I know that. But you see it in the younger level. You see those solid teams and you see how they're coached. Mm-hmm. Right? You see how they're coached, right? Their girls work by themselves. They don't need to be micromanaged. Yeah. You see that. But that takes development. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it takes development. That doesn't happen overnight. But by you playing in these top flight events, when you play in these local events and they see your team, your team looks like a machine. Yeah. But when you go to other events, your team looks like every other team. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I know. I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly what you mean, man. And, and that's, that's the thing, the difference between... You know, the, the teams that say they select and the actual select teams. Yeah. I mean, some people play select for Facebook so they can post everything that the little Susie does. Mm-hmm. Right? And 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 some, as regarding to my team, it's hard to post a lot of, a lot of highlights because we're playing in a lot of competitive events, so you might only have one or two highlights the whole event. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I said, trust me, trust me, man. It ain't happening every game. You ain't just smashing the ball to the fence every game. Yeah, no, you know what I'm if saying. If you are, if you are, then that's the problem. That's a problem. That's a problem. Yeah, them two zero, them one zero games. Chuck, we won the game. My oldest daughter hustle. We won the game. We hit. They hit two balls out the infield. One was caught, and just so happened to the last one was uh, inside the park home run, and that's how they won the game. And that was the only two hits out of the infield. Everybody, everything was 
being played or you hit a bomb and it's caught. Like, you know, that's the type of game that I like. So so it ain't that many highlights when you're playing in these competitive events. Mm-hmm. Heck right. no. You're going to have some, of course. But it's it's not, like you said, it's not as many as, as if you're playing in a local tournament. No, it ain't. So, you know, some parents got to understand because some parents say, well, I want to go play on these competitive events. But then you get caught up in, well, we're not winning a lot. Well, what is <laughs> it? Right? Because if you're going to play in a competitive event, it's going to take you a while for your team to understand how to play in those events. Oh, yeah. Right? Yep. It's a whole different event. It's going to take the coach a while to understand how to coach in them events. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it's a whole different event when you're coaching in those big-time events. It's yeah. a whole different way. A different right? way. How you coach, how you approach it, the mistakes you can allow, how many girls can you walk, right? There's a lot of things that go into playing those bigger events, right? So so you have to learn it as, as a coach. The players have to learn the speed of it because there's a sure – there's a difference in speed and when you play local, then when you play a PGF or you play one of them tournaments like we played in Louisiana, the USA mm-hmm. Elite Tournament. Yeah. A different speed to those events. Maybe not pitching speed-wise, but there's a different speed to the game. Just overall. There's a lot more dynamics to the game. There's a lot more chances that the ball's going to bounce off the fence. Yeah. There's a lot more <laughs> chances that we're going to play small ball. There's a lot more chance that we're going to throw a lot more balls straighter and, and get a lot more girls out, mm-hmm. right? There's going to be a lot of things that don't get done locally. Fly ball is going to get caught in the outfield. Right. You know what I mean? You're not just going to hit a, a routine fly ball again and get inside the park home run. It mm-hmm. might happen, but it ain't going to happen all the time. Yeah, right, exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. They're going to they gonna catch some of your shots. You yeah. might have some shots, and they're going to snag it. Like, it's just – it's just stuff that's that's gonna happen at them tournaments and that just don't happen locally. And they I'm train not, too. Yeah, you know they train too, right? They train too. So you gonna yeah. pitch the ball, they gonna hit the ball. Mm-hmm. They gonna feel the ball because they train too. If you playing good teams, all their players are training. Yeah, exactly. You, you want to be in events like that where it's good game five three, right? Yep. Even a game that's seven three might be closer than the score is. Mm-hmm. That that person, that team probably scored at the the last inning. Last inning, that's probably what happened. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. So I mean, it, it it's a lot of things that go into playing those games, and, and to me, that experience in those games is second to none. Like we're going to Oklahoma this weekend, and we're playing in eleven A, right? We're playing four teams that aren't from the state of Texas, but most of those teams are really good. Mm-hmm. If you go look at them, but I wouldn't have it any other way. I'd rather go to Oklahoma and play four of the best teams there than go to Oklahoma and play four of the weaker teams. Man, give me the best, bro. I want the best. Let me go play the best. I don't care if we go 0 and 4. Let me go play the best. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's see where we fall. Let's right. go represent Texas. Let's go. Yeah, you we know. got four teams from. From from non non Texas teams, let's go represent. Let's go show them how we do it down here in Texas. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. That's my. That's gonna be our mindset going into that, right? From Texas, y'all good, but heck, we think we good too. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So go out and play. Y'all can hit the ball. That's that's cute. We can hit too. <laughs> you right? That's cute. We can hit, but they didn't stop making Eastern Ghost bats when they made Charles. Yeah, hey, everybody. Right? So let's go compete, right? That's that's what my girls' energy is like. Let's just go compete, bro. Let's just go play. Yeah, you from Illinois? Yeah, you from? Let's just play ball. Let's play. Come on, play ball. Let's go. If y'all beat us, y'all beat us. But let's play. <laughs> but that's that's our mindset, right? We just want to play. We just want to play what what people call the best. We want to play you. Push us to be the best. Push us to get back to work when we get back to Austin. Push us to work harder. Push mm-hmm. us. Only way to get pushed is to get beat. Yeah, that's you know it. I mean? If you win in every tournament, what you got to work on when you go to practice? Exactly. You shouldn't have to work on anything. You should be good if you're winning. Yeah. So I feel like, you know what I'm saying, if we ain't winning, right, that's more fuel for the fire. You learning. If you ain't winning, you learning. Yeah. If you win in every event, hell, practice people ain't showing up. They coming when they want to. You know right? that's – yeah, buddy. You losing, right? People might not be coming to practice, but those people ain't going to be playing either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you winning – it become a country club. People come and go. So, it, it, man, bro, it, it's it's. I love this game, man. I love this game. I love the ups and the downs. I love the life lessons that it teach. I love. I love the fact that that I see a lot more African American coaches in it. Man, I love that, man. I love that. You know what I'm saying? I see that this team right here in Austin. The professional team, Texas Smoke. I see they're owned by Brandon Phillips, the ex-baseball player for the for the Cincinnati Reds. And he hired a hired a, two black coaches to coach it. Man, that's man, that's beautiful, man. Mm-hmm. And that's beautiful. Right? It, it's beautiful that, you know, us, we can see that it's possible. Yeah, it's possible. Right? It, yeah. It's possible. People People hear people might hear this podcast that that a non African American. What is he? Man, but some of these, some of our our young African American women, they want to be coaches in college. They want to mm-hmm. be professional coaches, but when you don't see nobody to look like you doing it at the high level, at the at the Oklahoma's, at the at these bigger schools, right? Do you feel like you have a chance? Right, yeah, no, you feel like you don't can't make it. Right, so I mean, seeing things like that, people look at it as if it's not a big deal, man. It's a big deal in our household, right? We were just watching the College World Series yesterday, me and my daughter, and we both got a new favorite player. I mean, I hate they knocked Texas out, but the center <laughs> fielder from from Tennessee, mm-hmm. Kiki Kiki Malloy, she's a uh, lawyer Malloy's daughter the one that played for the uh patriots mm-hmm. yeah the safety man yeah. look here man and you so just like that man just sitting down watching the game man the game is big man we'll be at the game this saturday at the college world city we'll be at that game at the second or the fourth session at two o'clock we'll be there right i want i want my girls to see that that's the pinnacle of it that's yeah. where you want to be that's why you play in all these big events. So one day when you get here, all these big events you played should 
should poise you to to play in an event like this. And if you never get to play in an event like this, at least you get a chance to see it. Yeah. That's like the Super Bowl for girls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Girls softball. And it, it, one thing me and my coaches, I what we was talking about, like like the, the college girls, the softball players, like I don't I don't really think they know like how big of role models they are to these to these younger girls. I don't think they fully grasp. Mm-hmm. They but just eh, whatever, like you know, like not whatever, but like oh, just you know, just being me. But at the same time, these girls really, really look up. Like, like you brought up Tennessee, right? So the second baseman, um, her daddy was is my daughter, my oldest daughter, batting coach. So they they hear from from here from San Antonio. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Judson, Destiny Rodriguez, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we, you know, that's, you know, that's that's just big. Just knowing that we be going, you know, going to her house in her backyard to hit, and now she at the freaking College World Series. It's nothing like that, you know what I'm saying? It's a small world, but that's what we were talking about in, the, in one of the first couple questions when when you see girls from your local area going, mm-hmm. right? And but they're still normal to you. Yeah, but you see him on on TV, mm-hmm. right? What 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 circuit do you think Destiny played to get where she is right now? Oh, she played with the best. She, she tried to play the best of the best wherever they the were in the country. Yeah. Am I wrong? Yeah, she played on um Scott Smith team, and and he went and played where everywhere, like the best <laughs> of the best anywhere, right? Yeah, buddy. Win, lose, or draw, correct? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, well, why do you think she got a chance to play at Tennessee? Because she played on one of the top teams and played like that probably since she was 12. Yep. Oh, yeah. I didn't heard the stories in that backyard. So, <laughs> so, so you know it's been since she was 12. Yeah. Playing exactly. on these teams, playing in the same circuit that your young, you know what I'm saying, that your, uh, your daughter for Hustle's playing in. The same circuit. Mm-hmm. Trying to play the best of the best wherever they are, mm-hmm. and then as you get older, the best of the best will remember you. They remember that team. Oh yeah, for sure. The coaches will remember. The rankings will remember. Right. Mm-hmm. If you're truly doing it for the girls, and these girls have have dreams of D one, then you got to put them on the D one course, whether they go D one or not. It, it, it's that's either that's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. If that's the national team that you say you have, then a national team is supposed to be checking all the boxes and playing all these bigger events. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, am I wrong? Oh no, I agree. I agree a hundred percent with that. Because because a lot of teams, you know, they some a lot of teams just put the names out there and and then they don't want to go and and play with other teams with those same, you know, little. Little names. They don't want that. I want <laughs> mm-hmm. that, man. I want that, man. I want that so bad, man. And listen, man, I understand we're not going to win them all. And I'm okay with that. As a team, we're okay with that. But we want to play the best, right? We. Mm-hmm. It's a mindset that, that has taken me eight months to get instilled in our girls that we want the best. And we're not worried about the outcome. We're focusing on the process. Mm-hmm. 
what we can control. You know what I mean? We're, like I told you again, it's us against us. What I mean by that is it's it's our process. It's our process against our process, right? It's us worrying about the process and not, not being overcome by the outcome and just stick to our process regardless of what's happening. Stick to the process. Stick to what you've been taught. Stick to what you know, right? Uh-huh. That's all we, that's all we, that's all I preach, right? And we listen to Eric Thomas a lot, right? We listen to the okay. Lion, you know what I'm saying, the Gazelle. We listen to that at practice, right? How to hunt. Knowing, mm. n- knowing what a lion does, what to be, how to be a lion, right? We've had all these meetings in the beginning of the spring. So we started out slow. We haven't been winning that much. But we're a first-year 12-year team playing in these bigger events. And we're losing, but we're but we're learning and we're gaining knowledge and we're getting better. But it's having these 15 minutes before every practice. Talking about the lion, talking about what it takes to be a champion, talking about right, just just the mental approach, constantly hammering the mental approach, the mental approach, the mental approach. Because as you get in these bigger events, it comes down to the mental. It comes down to who can stay focused the longest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's mental. That's for sure. It's mental. These big events are mental. Mm-hmm. They mental. Long times. Long. You know what I mean? Who going who gonna to crack and make the first mental mistake? Mm-hmm. Right? Well, like you said, y'all want one nothing. Has mm-hmm. she not coming out running full speed? Or has she missed the base? Or has she not done the fundamentals? Maybe she don't <laughs> score. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's then good. what? Mm-hmm. Nah, I got you, y'all. Yeah, that's that's for that's that's some real stuff right there. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, man. So I got you know, I got three final three three questions. Okay. You know, the first one is what's some uh good advice you would give kids during during recruitment? Is find a find a school that that you want to go to school with, even if softball is taken away. Mm-hmm. Right, find a school that you like for the school. So if you go there and you don't start and you don't play, you're still going to stay there and come your next year. But if you're going there strictly for softball and softball don't work out and you don't like the school, you're going to leave. And the and last thing you want to do is be transferring and transferring and transferring. You'd like to find you a home and go in there and compete. But, again, it goes back to finding a home, right? Find you a home and find you somewhere where you feel like if softball leaves tomorrow, I'll still finish my four years of school out here. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest, that's the biggest thing I tell all, all the girls that I'm um, helping get recruited. Don't worry about division one, division two, find you a, a place that you can go to school. 
even if softball's not there. That's huge. That's huge. But that's in any any sport. That's huge right there. If you do that, I think the transfer portal won't be as big as it is now. Oh yeah. <laughs> that portal is something serious, man. Yeah, but think if we had a select portal. <laughs> think how I that part would look. I wouldn't even want to know how that I wouldn't even want to know how that would look. <laughs> Can you imagine how that would look? Oh my goodness. It's almost like I mean they they just it's just not a portal, they just be bouncing around. They yeah. <laughs> Facebook is like the transfer portal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's it is insane. It is just crazy. No, but I mean it is what it is. Yeah. Um, what's some what's some advice you would give your younger self? Oh man. Probably probably be be more patient, man. Don't That's good advice. <laughs> don't don't two twofold, don't expect everybody to care like you and and be okay with that. So those three things, patience and understand that, you know, it's twofold. Everybody's not going to like you and be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Right? I think if my younger self known that, I would have spent less time trying to worry about people who didn't like me and, and focus more on the people who did. Hmm. I don't yeah. know. I think about that all the time. <laughs> uh-huh. Nah, I get that. It's crazy you asked that, but I, I tell my, my younger self if I can meet him again, because I see that Charles Barkley commercial, and I'd be like, damn, well, what would I tell hey, my... Who, who would you like to hear on the, the podcast, but the answer to it, you have to help me get him on the podcast. Uh, let me see. I would say in this local area, it can be wherever. It don't even matter. <laughs> I done had some from Missouri, from Wisconsin. I'm trying. You know, so there's a guy I'm I'm supposed to meet with. His name is uh John Carpenter. They call him Cart. Mm-hmm. He coaches one of the top bombers teams, man. He's been doing it for twenty plus years. I'm supposed oh, to meet man. with him. Um, he coaches at High Park High School. I'm okay. supposed to be meeting with him in the next week or so. Um, hopefully, well, I'm leaving this week, so definitely by next week, I'll meet with him. And he's an old head. He's been in this for way longer than I have, right? Way, way, way longer than I have. So he'll be able to give you some some deep insight on how this game is changed and what he still does to to help this game be what it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? You, you, you've had a lot of young whippersnappers. This is like <laughs> Godfathers. Oh, yeah. Godfathers. Right? I got him and then I have my other friend Joe Torres that that you got to get in. You got to put him on the podcast. Okay, right? he's the one that got the kid. They got the daughter going to Florida State. 
and the other one that played in McNeese. She's starting at second base. So getting him on the podcast is is a for show and carp. So I I'll do my best to get them both for you. Okay. I sure I would appreciate that too. We need to have a follow up. Um we need to have a follow-up, man, and we need to have a podcast where we get together and just talk about the state of the state of softball and we invite some guests on, man. We need to get one of those mm-hmm. one of those interactive podcasts going on every Sunday night or something, man. We need to get on there and get these people on there and catch them up, man. Maybe we can start getting a ranking or something, ranking these teams across the state of Texas, man. Okay. Okay. We can. We can. Oh, we can talk. We can talk. That'd be something cool to do. Yeah, I'm open for for all types of ideas, man. So anything, you know what I mean. If it's something that you want to do, I can help you out, or or vice versa. It don't matter, man. I'm I'm all I'm open to. to I'm gonna let you do it, man. I just I just want to uh, <laughs> be your uh, be your uh, guest, your guest of honor, right? I'll let you do it, right? You. You know what I'm saying? You putting it together. You're doing it really good, man. I've seen the platform. You're doing it. And I think you're going to do a lot for this youth softball, not just here in 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 this local area, not just in Texas, man. But I think I think this really going to hit off, man, being able to get different perspectives from different coaches mm-hmm. at different levels in, in different areas, man. That's man, that's super cool, man. That's yeah. super cool. Yeah. No, I, I got I got some more some more ideas up my sleeve that's that's gonna start hitting by mid-june into july so i got so I, i'll be getting in touch with you too for sure again but but just I, I got some stuff i got some stuff in the makings so it's, it's i'm really trying to you're trying to change this uh this whole negative perspective in this youth softball world man so Man, I, I appreciate everything you're doing, man. Anytime, man. Anytime you want to get on the podcast, man. It was a pleasure chopping it up with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same, man. It was a pleasure. I'm glad you, glad we was able to get it done. And I thank you for giving me your time. No problem, man. I appreciate it. All right. All right, man. Yes, sir. I thank my boy, Mike Estrada, for getting the logo right. So all my small business owners, if y'all need some logos, Y'all hit up my boy Mike, man. I'll let my boy Thomas. He's still out here getting them kids right. So y'all speed and agility. Y'all need to hit him up. He got some quality work. My boy Jeremy with the tent. Go follow his page on Facebook. GTZ Window Tent. And and hit him up, man. Y'all get them appointments in. Levi's reads some more. Let the wife get them doors looking good. You know them doors might be naked, so go ahead and let her get y'all right. Levi's Mobile Detailing, just a call away from getting them cars to looking brand new again. So y'all hit us up, and we ready to get some work in, all of us.